0: Hey, Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to A Little Better. This is Aaron Hickson. I'm the Henrietta Campus Pastor, and we're so glad that you're joining in again for the podcast. Things are going to look a little different this week because we don't have Drew Karshner, who normally is on every single time. He's off this week, spending some time uh, with the family, a much-needed uh, much needed break in that sense. But we do have, instead, Nate Miller. What's up? How you doing?
1: Good. Great, man. It's good to be here. Good to be able to be on the podcast, Vlodcast. What are you guys calling it now? It's a podcast, it's a vlogcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've word? never heard
0: of Vlodcast, but that's exactly what it should be from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. We are watching this. Actually, my mom uh, listened to it, which I always assume my parents don't listen to stuff. Not because they're great people, and I. But we do enough, like releasing a weekly podcast or preaching or whatever. I assume, like, who? Not even my wife has time to listen to half the stuff I say. There's no way my parents are. And my mom the other day was like, "Well, I was listening, and I, and I almost did a voice for her. By the way, that's never a good idea when you're impersonating your mom. But um. <laughs> She's like, I don't, where, where do I watch it? Like, I, I want to see it. And I was like, I think it's all just on social media. She was actually listening through the podcast app. So if you would like to watch, I think Facebook is basically where we're posting the videos for the most part. Um, but if you're on a podcast listening station thing app, then you're probably just still, still, uh, hearing us, which in the case of Nate and I better that you're just hearing us than seeing us. Uh, Um, when Drew's (laughs) on, when Drew's on, there's something worth seeing, you know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> anyway, vlogcast. I actually like that enough. I'm going to have to spend some time thinking about it. Maybe we need a rebrand. Um, is that a thing or did you make that up? Because I'm impressed.
1: Well, I've heard of vlogging you know, yes. like video uh, blogging, but I, I, I totally just whipped that up. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone actually take that angle of like, Hey, join the vlogcast at, you know, 2 PM <laughs> or whatever. I guess. It was
0: so good. It felt like it had to be real and I was just behind the time. So let me just encourage you with how good you are at coming up with, hey, uh, yeah. coming up with things. <laughs> I thought a good thing. So I just had to say it to you. But, um, which we'll come back to that for your sermon, but thank you for jumping in. Church Perks is a series that I think actually is going to be really cool to hear from different communicators. And honestly, as we've looked over these topics and they've all been submitted, you know, the way we run things, everyone has said what they're going to be covering for you know a couple months now, but it's amazing how relevant I think it's going to be to our moment culturally. Um, church has never been more important despite the fact that we're scattered and, you know, we're not gathering together yet. I don't think the perks of church are more rel- Yeah, they're more relevant than they've ever been. And there's so much about what God is calling us to that this cultural moment needs us now more than ever to be all that God could call us to be. Um, but before we get to that serious stuff, 4th of July, let's say that COVID is not happening. You've grown up in Webster. You're still living in Webster. What are some traditions that you've got with the fam? You uh, hanging out with the parents? What do you guys do?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's ever changing. So there's never been like a set. This is what the Miller fam does over 4th of July. Usually it entails, you know, we go over to one of, we're blessed. Both of our families are in the area. So typically there's some sort of family gathering or function that's happening that we'll go see the fam, hang out with them, um, have a cookout. That's what we did this year. Um, We in our neighborhood, people love to set off fireworks. So like there's some years too, where like, we won't even go to, you know, one of the local towns because we're like, man, we got our fill, like our neighborhood, man, <laughs> the, for whatever reason, they like, they like their fireworks here, which is cool. But, um, so usually it's a meal with family. Usually we're catching some in and around our, our neighborhood. Some will even like tell people it's a show and here's the night that we're going to do it. And like, you can sit in your driveway and you can see him. It's cool. I would say it's rare that, I don't know. Yeah. Over the last five years, we've probably gone to maybe two of, or three of the town, you know, ones around our area. So anyways, I feel like we're pretty lame on, on 4th of July, but no real, <laughs> no real huge plans. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, one tradition
0: is the reading of the declaration of independence. Really? <laughs> Which is super no. weird.
1: <laughs> Are you serious um, or joking?
0: No, I'm serious. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah, to your was, little uh, boys,
1: like you're like, no, right, no, like, no, sit down, I, man. Right, I, like, I
0: do my, no. Yeah. Grayson, <laughs> you, you sit down and you hear this young man. <laughs> no, um, uh, just, I don't even remember when I started doing it, but just choosing to, I was like, I want to, cause those are like, sometimes those founding documents get quoted, you know, like the two lines that anybody's ever heard. We quote them and then it's like, yeah, you know, that means something to me, but a little bit like the Bible, I don't want to just like quote the one section I like and then ignore the whole rest of it. So I think, you know the the declaration of independence gets a little long cuz it's just a basically a long list of why we're mad <laughs> so um <laughs> it's not that intriguing but um in some ways it is good to just be like wow look they they had a bunch of things they were mad about mad enough that they were ready to start a war over it which frankly has a lot of parallels to what i think a lot of people are feeling in our country today <laughs> but um anyway it's just good to know that like the angst and the the bravery and the treason and all the things around that moment so anyway i'm a weirdo but Fireworks. I was a little nervous. We got young kids. So I was like, dude, they're going to be freaking out all night. Our three year old is in this sleep regression thing where he's waking up a bunch in the middle of the night. So I was like, no, the fireworks, this is going to be awful. But he actually, they were pretty chill. They were done by like 10 30 most in our area. And so we all slept well, which is good. <laughs> nice. But anyway, let's jump in. Let's talk about Sunday. And uh, dude, I i so appreciate your message. Just taking a moment genuinely to, um, uh, apply it here for you. I was not only encouraged personally, but it was just a great reminder of the power of words. And I felt like you delivered it super well. It was both compelling and not, you didn't get lost in like confusing me with a whole bunch of information about encouragement or something. It's a pretty straightforward idea. So I felt like self-encouragement or like that identity piece was also, um, if you had asked me to write a sermon on encouragement, I would not have thought to go there. So I thought that was a cool, mm. you know, angle to take on it. So great job. Thanks for thanks oh, for thanks. doing it.
1: I appreciate um, it. Yeah, because I it's probably the quickest sermon I ever wrote because I was like, I mean, encouraged. Like we this is easy, right? Like we all know, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, the power of words, I think we all get that. But So I was a little worried, like it came together pretty quick for me, which was not usually my sermon writing can take a while. A lot of it just is depending on, you know, a text I'm given or a topic that I'm given, but no, I appreciate the encouragement. That's good to hear, man.
0: Yeah. I I actually wrote an email this morning, which by the way, you stole, (laughs) you got the credit for, I wrote an email this morning that was I don't know. I got a, a, like a weekly report that we often get. And I just responded and said like, thanks. You do so much hard work behind the scenes to Jeff Mapes, our business manager. And he goes, nice job applying the sermon. <laughs> He's I out. couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even be nice. He's like, yeah. Okay. Sermon. Sure. Yeah.
1: I got, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. I got a few texts to yesterday, just encouraging words like, and by the way, Nate, this isn't my one assignment. I'm just doing this out of the courtesy of my own heart. Good job. Like they were like prefacing and had to like, I know sure. nobody feels
0: like from now on, every piece of encouragement you get for the next week is like, but like, I didn't this. do I did. It wasn't <laughs> right. the sermon. I'm not applying the Bible to my life. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Right. Funny. Oh my goodness. But um, yeah, you told encouraging stories. I love that one with Landon and you chucking the, chucking the piece of wood over the the branch or whatever. But what role do you feel like, have you had other critical moments in your life where encouragement played a difference? Like, have there ever been genuine, like, I might give up or I, I wouldn't be who I am today without this redirect or something. I, I'm kind of putting it on the spot, but are there any other big encouragement moments that you can think of?
1: Yeah, I think, man, for sure. The ones that jumped in my mind right away with that question are certainly the bigger moments where we like decided to, you know, early on in marriage, leave teaching and become a missionary. And that was a pretty big step, you know, and a lot of risk involved in that. And I think certainly, I think back to that moment and just the people around us that we cared about, that we looked up to, that we saw as, you know, wise and discerning individuals like that encouragement to like, that is a moment for sure that really solidified like, okay, we feel like this, this is where we need to be headed. We're on the right path. Um, You know, joining Northridge some goodness. It's almost been 10 years since I've been on staff, nine years this fall, the same kind of, of thing. So I think the bigger moments in life, I can, I can point back and see like family, close friends, just really encouraging us and saying like, we're for you. We think this is great. We think this would be a great choice for you guys. Um, it's probably been, those are the moments that at least jumped to my mind. Those big career moments. I'm sure there's other ones that come to mind or will come to mind, but yeah, definitely those bigger career moments where I think back to just, I don't know that we would have made those decisions without the encouragement and even confirmation of people around us saying like, oh, we're with you. Yeah, we, we think this, this could be great for you guys. So mm-hmm. That's
0: cool. And it's so simple. I know we even talked a little bit about this, you and I, in the preparation process about like, it's just not hard to do. And I don't think you have to convince people that encouragement feels good, right? It's almost like all we need is a reminder that we can be the vehicle of encouragement, just like we enjoy receiving it. You know, like, it's just so, it's just such a simple concept. You would think that we would all do it intuitively because we've all been on the brink and someone being like, I see this in you or I appreciate this about you or whatever. And being like, yeah, I can do it. Which by the way, changes nothing. About your circumstances or your abilities, literally just someone saying you're good at that doesn't make you any better at it. It just means that you think you are now. <laughs> and it's right. amazing that God has set us up and the church, right? Like the whole point of the series is that that should be a place that it's happening all the time. And on Sunday morning, do you have you done anything that like? When do you think you're most encouraging or when, when do on Sunday mornings as you're gathering, do you feel like you get the most
1: encouragement or you dole out the most encouragement? Mm. That's a good question. I know for me, just seeing people in the lobby, I get super encouraged by that. Hey, how are you? How was your week? It could literally be, you know, a hug you know, or a handshake or just getting a chance to catch up and see someone just like that feeling of like, I'm happy to see you and it's reciprocated that form of encouragement in, in and of itself. I think, is, I know really is one of the things I miss most about, you know, the reality in which we live right now and not getting that, that face-to-face interaction and encouragement, but I think for me it comes in those little moments in between services or after services mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm connecting with people and just catching up quick and, you know, saying it's good to see you. But I think it's sure. all those little moments that I I sense that the most.
0: Um Adiel and Elisa de Jesus are a couple that go to the Henrietta campus. DJ, um, he goes by mostly. He's the kind of guy who I don't know if he's got a reminder in his phone or what it is. He texts me. Once a week, probably with just like a compliment. <laughs> and, I mean, awesome. he's been doing it for long enough; he has to be making stuff up at this point <laughs> because <laughs> it must be like compliments I could send to a person who's uncomplimentable. But like genuinely, it just you know flows out of him. And I, you know, the most encouraging people in your life are just so easy to be around. And again, I can like bask in the glow of DJ's texts every week. Of like, dude, I'm so grateful for this. And then what I'm guilty of is like, ah, I feel so much better. Let me go about my selfish day. Like sure, <laughs> and never right. thinking like, wow, maybe I should reciprocate this to someone else. Maybe my words could make a difference. And I think, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I, I sense that our, we don't know what our words mean to other people. You know, when you're, you don't sense. When someone has an authority over you, like when your boss compliments you, for instance, it weighs a lot. You know, you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, I, can't, I didn't know they thought that about me. Or like, I remember as a teenager getting a couple compliments from people I really respected and being like, I had no clue. This is amazing. Uh, what I haven't realized, and this is just probably my naivety or immaturity or something, but like, I am now that person for someone. And I think that that's easy to miss. Like someone sure. would think that me calling them cool would be important. And I think our own lack of self-awareness leads to mm-hmm. us not recognizing like, if I just said, dude, you're, I, I appreciate you or you, you bring so much energy to this. There's somebody out there. They're probably only about three or four years old, at least the people that I have influence over, but like they, that could, they could be floating after that comes from me. I just don't have a self-awareness
1: to know that I have that kind of influence, you know? Right. I totally um, hear it. And it can be easy to talk yourself out of it of like, Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure their friends are saying that or their spouse or, you know, whatever, like they, they have enough of it or I, uh, yeah, I can talk myself out of like, and if I say it, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, it's so easy to talk yourself out, at least for me to talk myself out of sharing a thought instead of just expressing that thought without having to try to pick it apart in my head of like, I wonder when the last time, or if the people around them are, just say it, you know? And, And sometimes that's the hardest part for me is just, just don't talk yourself out of it. Just, just do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that's why I thought that was so practical, that if you think something nice, say I think that's like an incredibly good rule of thumb. For someone who talks too much, I am not a huge encourager. Like, I, I don't think anybody's like, you know, Aaron, he was just, all he does is encourage people. You know, that I maybe they say I make fun of people or that I'm sarcastic or I'm like, I like to get a joke, but I don't think people think of me as terribly encouraging. But how do I say that many words a day my filter is that bad. If I think it, I say almost everything, but apparently I just don't even think encouraging things because I don't <laughs> say that many. So I'm just like, I'm realizing I'm a jerk and I love that rule of thumb of just why would I hold back? If I've got life for this person, I've got fuel for their soul. I've got, you know, the ability to take that one more step, to have a little more, you know, mm-hmm. and drive for their life. I've got that ability sitting in my head and all it would it cost me nothing to say those words and yet I'm I'm reaching for a joke or I'm reaching for a sarcastic jab or whatever. And that's it's just convicting, especially realizing, you know, in the small bubble of influence that God's given me, like there are probably some people that I could make a big difference with some encouraging words. So basically it sounds like this is a therapy session. I'm just telling you I was encouraged by your message. <laughs> and I to to was more. <laughs> cool. um, it was a good reminder. Why did you this is totally kind of off topic, but why did you land on this? We, I, if I remember cr- properly, we assigned the people that were going to be part of the series, put out a list of all the one another commands in the new Testament. And you had a free for all free reign of anything you got to talked about with a one another command. How'd you land on encouragement?
1: Yeah. In fact, I'm thinking back now and I remember we had out a, however many one another's there are, right? Some yeah. Of them it shows up other. like a hundred
0: something times, but it's only some of the repeat. So it's more like 33 actual right.
1: distinct commands or something. Yeah. I think, um, man, to be honest, I don't remember completely what was going through my mind because there were a lot to choose from. I think part of the reason why, though, it it stood out to me was just, yeah, even over the last few years, you know, like within our culture, within our world, within politics, there is just so much discouragement, divisiveness. And uh, I think that's probably what originally drew it to me of like, man, our words, you know, James talks about just the power of our words, like uh, one word, our, our one member of our body, our tongue has the power to bring total destruction, tear someone down, but it can also bring life. And so I think part of it was just like trying to remind ourselves, like we all have opinions and thoughts, especially in the world right now, what we think this should be or shouldn't be or what we should say or this or post or not post that we can just get back to this point of like man we're commanded daily to encourage one another i think that's convicting for me because i don't know that i encourage other people daily i i would like to think so but i don't know that that's a reality and so i i think part of it was just man this reminder of like The church needs to be known for this. And it's not that I don't think Northridge isn't known for this. And so now here's my chance to remind our church. I think actually Northridge does a a pretty good job of this. But I think if there was ever a time where we can lose the importance of that or not do that, I think now is kind of that time where it's good to have that reminder. Look, this is something our church has to be known for. This is something we're commanded to do. So I think those are a lot of the thoughts that were like, yeah, I think, okay, I think this could be a one another command I'd, I'd like to take on.
0: I love it. And you're right. It couldn't be more timely. I think dovetailing off of what drew said last week about loving one another, a super tangible expression of that is encouraging. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like if I love you, I'll say that encouraging thing, you know, that, that dovetails. Then I think too, the coming up of a life that matters, I think that's relevant. I mean, that was two series ago, but like, I will never look back so many times what you hear people regret is I wish I had just told them. I wish I just said, I'm sorry. I wish I had just encouraged them. I wish I had just made it right. You know, with my words or whatever, I don't think we'll ever get to the end of our life and say like, I just spent so much time encouraging people. just such a waste, you know, like no one's going to say that. So I just think this is, it has, it's coming together uh, as of all the things we've been talking about. And I appreciate, you know, you taking the time and, and using your gifts and leadership to, to make a difference in that way um, of covering this topic. And next week actually is about judging, which by the way, is also going to be super relevant. <laughs> it's about not yeah, Mark Nelson uh, taking on um, the topic of do not judge one another. Um, nobody likes precision in wording more than Mark Nelson. So we've already heard his pre-preach. It's really, really good. It it's is really
1: challenging. So good. Yeah, he crushed it this past, when was that last week he did his pre-preach? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it yeah, again. So
0: uh, he'll be on the podcast next week and I'm very much looking forward to because we live in a world that jumps to nothing but snap judgments oh. all the time. And I say the world yes. as if it's not me. I mean, I'm absolutely in that category. So what's, the, yes. what, what's the line between am I judging you or do I have an actual biblical opinion? I need to express some wisdom here um how do i encourage while also telling the truth you know what i mean we don't want to walk around lying either so it's i think next week's going to be another encouraging aspect of i mean installment of church perks as we continue to move through the series so nate thank you so much for uh, spending the time and uh continue to be praying for you and your team out in webster Uh, any shout outs or things you want to talk about i know 780 salt road's getting close my man i'm so excited for you guys yeah
1: no, I appreciate that, man. We are getting close. We're working super hard just to get this building completed. And so, um, it's one thing to build a building probably with just the reality of normal life, but when you throw in like a world pandemic and you're trying to bring contractors in and people in and keep things on schedule, man, it has been unlike anything, you know, I could have ever imagined, but man, it's, yeah, it's been awesome. I yeah. last week, pulled together our team leaders in Webster, just our volunteer team leaders, and just kind of tried to encourage them and just uh, fill them in on kind of where we're at. We're shooting and hoping to be done sometime in August, but there is definitely just a lot of work still need to be done. We're trying to get our contractor who's out of state, in state. And as you know, if any of you have been watching, some states are all of a sudden on a list now where they would have to self quarantine so there's some of that we don't know all the implications of it right now but we're working really hard to figure out okay when and how can we get our our avl team which is our last contractor to get into the building to do the finishing touches so that we're ready to go so we're getting close can't wait I love it. hopefully sooner than later and you guys have a great team and
0: awesome contractors that have worked very hard throughout both locally yeah. and from around the country and Nobody, nobody can do it better than you, man. You're the launch master you've launched. <laughs> now this is, this is launch number three for you between Greece, Webster, and now Webster's relaunch post COVID in a new building. So you're yeah. the, you're the go-to guy for it. Appreciate all that you do. And, um, thanks for jumping in and to all our, our listener watchers for our vlogcast. cast. I don't know. Thank you for uh, being part of this and we'll be back next week. Um, And hopefully even over the next couple of weeks, we actually hope to have some bonus content as well as we continue to this dialogue related to um, racial tensions and helping our people think through that from a worldview perspective. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. And we'll look forward to putting it out. Thanks for joining us.